This is Max, and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. Today's episode is actually inspired by the fact that I am not going to the gym today, mainly because, you know, it's not that I'm lazy or anything, but I just, I can feel it in my body, and I can feel it not being fully there. It, it, it feels like, you know, it's, it's sore, um, and it's, it's feeling weak. And, you know, I, I don't want to push myself that hard. I just, I want to know my limitations. And that's really the big thing here is knowing your limitations, especially in terms of your passions or, or your obsessions or your dreams, because, you know, it, it's, it's all about wanting to be the best, of course, but it's also about knowing what your limits are, you know, and especially with training jujitsu. Uh, that's one of the big things too, because injuries, especially minor injuries, you know, like jammed thumbs or, or just scrapes or, or, you know, just, um, general soreness, you know, maybe muscle tears or anything like that. It's very common. It's extremely common. Hop happens pretty much like every class that I've been to at least. And it's not that we're going rough or anything. It's not that we're trying to kill each other. It's just, you know, when you train hard and you train often, it does eventually happen that your body will break down or someone's body will break down a little bit. And that's okay. Uh, especially if you can understand your own limitations, because this is a, this is a big factor in terms of progress, in terms of breaking through plateaus. Because when you're trying to break through a plateau, let's say you've reached a certain point and you just want to get past that. If you keep trying to push, 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 eventually that plateau is going to push back. And eventually you're, you're just going to get hurt from it. And it's, it's not going to be a plateau anymore. It's actually going to be a, a, a downgrade. You're going to start, you know, falling down and it, it just, sucks because you're not going to be able to be the same, especially if you have serious injury, like breaking an arm or breaking a leg or anything like that. You know, I remember, you know, when I first started training, I, I had this idea that I'm pretty good at this and I think I could be one of one of the best at this. And so I really was just pushing hard, uh, but my body was pushing back and I was just getting hurt and, you know, it just didn't really work out that way. And so one of the biggest sort of uh, phrases that I heard, quotes that I heard was that to be a world champion, you have to you have to train, you have to do it, you have to constantly engage. But to really be a world champion, you have to stop doing it. You know, you have to understand that, yes, I, I need to train, I need to practice, I need to drill, I need to make sure that this is what I'm doing, this is what this is what I want to do. But I also have to understand that I can't always do it. And I have to, you know, if, if I reach a plateau, then I take some time off. You know, if I get hurt, I take some time off. If I'm just not feeling it, I take some time off. And even if you're not faced with anything like that, even if you're just, you know, you're you're training hard, you're doing really good, and your body's feeling great, take some time off because it still makes a difference. Because, you know, it's you know, some people they'll just train strictly jujitsu and they'll just push, 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 and they'll just never really get further than that. You know, they're just gonna stay that jujitsu ace, which is great. But they're not going to grow too much after that, you know. They're not going to polish their wrestling. They're not going to polish, you know, their top game or anything like that. So for me, you know, when I do jiu-jitsu, I also factor in, you know, time to do other things. You know, it could be related, you know, like wrestling or judo. And it could be unrelated, you know, like uh, kickboxing or boxing, something like that. Because then it's a different cardio. It's still a martial art and it's still working me out. But I'm working a different type of cardio. I'm working a different uh, portion of my body and in a different way then that could actually boost up my own jiu-jitsu game. Even though it's not correlated in terms of, you know, what kind of martial art it is, it's correlated in what it's doing to my body. And I actually get to have not just a, a physical change, but also a mental change. Because then my mind's not constantly thinking about, oh, what counters this or what counters that, or I have to do this to do that. 
It's just focusing on a completely different aspect of life. And this works with really anything that you're trying to be good at. You know, let's say you're trying to get stronger lifts, you know, like in terms of like the powerlifting realm where you do a uh, back squat, bench press and deadlift. You know, a lot of those people, they're going to train that and they're going to just train that. And it's, it's good to do it because those are the three main things. But some people, they'll incorporate, you know, uh, bent over rows, they'll incorporate front squats, they'll incorporate some Olympic lifting, even some bodybuilding, which works similar muscles, but in different ways. You know, it works. You could, you could actually work all the same muscles just in different ways, and it would still give a good benefit. You know, some people that plateau, especially at the top, top level, they're going to do different lifts which increases the main lifts. It's like an accessory lift or, or just a completely different training regimen to break that plateau because it's focusing on your muscles in a different way, forcing them to adapt, forcing them to break a plateau that technically isn't even there because it's a different regimen. It's a different program, but it still works. You know, and again, this can be applied to anything else. Let's say like at your job, you know, you're an engineer or you're a mathematician, you're just trying to solve a problem or, you know, come up with a solution or anything like that. And you just constantly keep cracking at it, you know, day in, day out. And you're just, you're stuck. You're not reaching anything else. You're not figuring anything out. Take some time off, do a menial job, you know, do some tedious work, because then that gets your mind off of it. And not only that, sometimes it actually gives you the benefit of being able to see what the problem from a different perspective, to see the problem from a different angle, not like the mathematician angle or the engineering angle, but maybe from you know, like the uh, statistician angle or historian angle, because then you'll be able to perceive it differently. You'll be able to understand it differently, giving you more options. And aside from that, it's active recovery, because while while you're not working on your main project or while you're not doing whatever it is that you're obsessed with or that you really have a passion for, you're still working. You're still working your mind in a different way and you're still doing things to keep you busy but you're not stressing yourself out anymore. You're not pushing yourself to the limit anymore. You're not really trying to break those plateaus anymore. And it's a huge benefit because you're blessed with the opportunity to be able to take that break while still working. And this makes more sense in terms of like phys of physical things like, you know, working out or martial arts or anything like that, training in general, because that's when you can fully understand that, yes, I am resting and I, I am taking a break from whatever it is that I want to do but I'm still moving my body. I'm still doing something for my body. And you know, for the mental aspect of things, you know, if you're really trying to uh, pursue academics or, you know, just like in your career realm where you just have to, there's a lot of uh, work where you have to do a lot of research or anything like that, it still benefits to do something else. You know, like sometimes, like when I was in school, for example, uh, whenever I was stuck on like an issue or anything, like a problem or like a, a project or anything like that, and I just couldn't f really figure it out or I just didn't really have... Like I hit a roadblock, then I would do something else that really challenged my mind. You know, I honestly, I'd play video games and it wasn't really just like, you know, nonsensical video games like first person shooters or anything, but it was video games where it taxed my strategic mindset. You know, I would, I would also play chess. You know, I'll do those things to really sort of stress my mind in a different way and to work my mind in a different way, which eventually when I got back to whatever it is I was trying to do it'd be easier, you know, I'd be, I'd be able to focus a little better and I, I'd have that space in my mind to work it a different way. And this really plays into that whole limitations thing because you have to know your limits. You have to understand yourself enough to know when is it is enough, when you need to stop. You know, some people, they will have a passion. 
And sometimes that passion is going to hit a roadblock. Sometimes that passion, you're just not going to feel it that day. You're not going to feel motivated for it. And you just need to take some time off. Take that time off. Other people, you know, they could be obsessed with it. You know, it could be their one and only thing. And that's cool. That's awesome. But then you have to know your body's limits too. You have to understand when your body is going to give out. Because unlike your mind or unlike your mentality, your body is not going to have an obsession over that thing. It's not going to have an obsession to constantly move in this way all the time. You know, it's, it just doesn't really work that way. So really, you have two limiting factors in, in progress. You have two limiting factors in your success in terms of your passion or your drive or your motivation or your goals or whatever. Because you have to understand that you mentally, is you're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have plateaus and you're going to have situations where you just don't feel like it that day or you just don't feel up to par that day. And you can't just force yourself to do it because then, you know, maybe once once in a while it's okay to force yourself to do it. But doing it all the time, eventually it's just going to wear you down. You know, and, and same thing with your body. It's actually simpler with your body in terms of the examples because... Let's let's picture this. You know, let's say again, you're trying to be that jiu-jitsu ace. You're trying to be that world champion, and you're just constantly training every day, two two a days. You know, in the morning, in the in the afternoon, at, at night. You know, you're constantly training, constantly working out every single day. And yeah, sure, your mind's okay. And yeah, sure, you constantly have that thought in your mind that you're going to be the best. You're going to be world champion. But then your body starts giving out. You know. Your ankles start cracking, your, your, your hands start going numb, your muscles start getting weak, you start getting real sore every day. Maybe you even get sick, but you still go. And that's, that's just rough. That's really hard to come back from. You know, maybe you could make it to the tournament. Maybe you can become world champion. But then after that, you're just never the same. After that, it just starts getting worse for you. And if you look at like the greatest of all time, if you look at even just, you know, world champions in, in the regular day of life, you know, they could, they may not be like the average tournament goer or anything, but they're the people that just kick your ass in the gym. They're the people that are constantly pushing you to your limits and they're not there as often as you are. And it's maybe because they're taking time off, maybe because they're allowing their body to recover or they're working their body in different ways. Let's say they lift along with it or they, they box along with it or maybe even doing, you know, like MMA training or anything like that, or they just go for a run. That is going to make a difference in terms of your training. That is going to make a difference in terms of how good you are and how good you can be because they're allowing their body to recover while still working. Whereas you, if you constantly push every single day, especially that often, you know, two or three times a day, then you're just wearing yourself out. You eventually, your body's going to catch up to you, even if your mind are on different levels. Even if one of you has this extreme passion, the other one just does it sort of like a, as a, you know, like a weekend warrior or a hobbyist or anything like that. And a lot of this, you know, it, it sounds kind of hypothetical. It sounds kind of theoretical. But from the seven plus years that I've done jujitsu and for the about 12 plus years that I've done martial arts, I've seen it. You know, I've seen the guys that put in the work and I've seen the guys that just constantly working hard, you know, two, three times a day. They're just there. They're every day. And, you know, mad respects to them. And they, you know, honestly, they got really far. They were able to achieve a whole lot in years years worth of training and then you know other people around them that started around the same time or, or even started before them or anything like that of course they weren't as good because they didn't have that same kind of drive they didn't have that same kind of mentality to constantly work every single day but eventually it caught up with them you know I've, I've, I've seen guys that have you know started around the same time as me and 
you know, in the beginning, I remember them kicking my ass all the time. I remember them for the first, you know, two, three years, I was just getting manhandled by them. I hated going with them. I hated sparring with them, rolling with them because they were just, you know, they, they had a different mentality. They had an insane drive to be better and they were better. But then now we're at the same level. We're, we're basically at the same level. And it's because I took time off. It's because I cross trained. It's because I, I did different things and they just constantly kept pushing at it. And yes, they got better, but so did I. And we got better in different ways. And looking at, you know, just physically looking at our bodies, I'm, I feel like I've can go further. I feel like I, if I wanted to, could train better and become even better if I really pushed at it because I've introduced that mentality. I've introduced this whole, I'm going to know my limitations and I'm going to stop when my limitations arise. You know, I'm going to stop at my limits, work around it, and then push through that limitation. You know, it's, it's a different type of, of drive. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm like the master of, of understanding limitations or anything, because again, I can remember in the very beginning, I was the guy doing two a days. I was the guy who would lift along with my jujitsu. I was the guy who would do wrestling uh, practice. I was the guy who would do, you know, all that, all that other stuff, but I would do it constantly. So I was still pushing my body to an extreme limit. And I didn't understand, you know, I understood my mental limitations. I understood that Yes, I love jujitsu, but I'm not I'm not so obsessed with it that I have to constantly do it. I can do other things. I can do wrestling, I could do, you know, weight training, I could do, you know, I could play chess and it would still apply to my jujitsu. But I didn't fully understand my body limitations, you know? Um and in all honesty, I feel like my body is, is pretty fragile because, you know, I've dislocated both my shoulders multiple times. I've uh strained and sprained my ankles, my knees. Uh, pop my knees. I've I've actually dislocated my hip one time. It's extremely painful. I've broken my ribs. Of course, I've had jammed toes, jammed fingers. I've had all types of injuries, and I would still go to train because in my mind I was just felt like ah that's that's nothing. Uh, you know my recovery time is extremely extremely good. You know if I dislocate my shoulder, I only need two weeks of rest. I just need a day. And at the time I was pretty young. You know I was probably about. 18, 19, and recovery was very easy. It's It was pretty easy, but that was my mental recovery. You know, I didn't feel that pain anymore. I didn't feel that that sort of soreness in, in the shoulder or wherever I was injured, but my body still was hurt. Just because you don't feel the pain doesn't mean your body's not hurt, and it's really hard to tell when it is or when it's not, and so I would just constantly train, and now Anytime anyone puts, you know, some awkward pressure on my rib, it hurts. Anytime someone, you know, put cranks my shoulder in a weird way or any of my joints really in a weird way, it hurts. And it's really hard to recover from that. And so that's why, you know, for example, today I'm taking that time off from everything. And it's not that I want to. I just know that I've hit that breaking point. I've hit that limit where I just have to. And, you know, it's, it's pretty funny because with the example where I was talking about my training partner that started around the same time as me and it's got better progressively in the beginning and now is at the same level as me, his body is also pretty worn out. His body is also pretty damaged. You know, he's, he's hurt a lot of his, a lot of parts of his body, his neck, his back, you know, his, his, uh, his wrists, you know, his grips aren't the same anymore. Um, I think he has a knee problem too, but I've seen the, another guy who started around the same time as us that has no injuries. You know, he's he's pretty good. He's definitely a killer. But in all honesty, I wouldn't say he's at the same level. And I'm not going to put any names out there for, you know, just for respect's sake. But 
this guy, he has no injuries. This guy, I know, you know, two, three years down the line, maybe five years down the line, he's going to be at the same level or better than us because his body is better. His body is is healed. His body is recovered. He's given himself time to recover, to actively recover. You know, he, I remember um, him telling us he would always go, you know, on top of jiu-jitsu, he would just go on runs. He would, you know, do some rec league. Um, and it, it just made a world of a difference because, you know, he wasn't competing all the time or he wasn't trying to compete all the time. You know, when he was in the gym, he would do the drills. He would spar. He would work out. He would roll. But he would take time off. You know, he would he would be gone for like two weeks, a month sometimes, and he would come back. And really, there was there was a decrease in his skill, but not in terms of anything else. You know, his mentality was still there, right? He he was able to re- recall the techniques and all that. And, you know, his body wasn't as fast as ours. His body wasn't as strong as ours because we had been training so hard. But now we're pretty much at the same level because of all these injuries. You know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty strong guy. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty fast, pretty explosive. You know, I, I can get the motions down. And I can be a lot better and a lot faster than people just sheerly based on my physical ability. But I also know now that it's just... It's going to be harder to do that constantly. It's going to be harder to be extremely explosive all the time or extremely strong all the time. Um, just as a personal example, you know, I love giving these personal examples. I used to hit a box jump of 56 inches, um, not to flex or anything. But yeah, I used to hit a box jump of 56 inches and my goal was 60. And I would constantly pursue that goal of 60 inch box jump, a five foot box jump. And my knee blew out. And now I, I struggle with hitting a 48. And, you know, 48 is still good, but I can't really hit it as hard as I, I used to. I can't really get up there as easily as I could. And so that's that's just an example. And if we were to put this in perspective of uh, my training partner, the one that took time off, I'm sure if he had a goal of, of uh, you know, 48, 60 inches, he would be able to get it. You know, it would take him a longer time. You know, it took me about about six months worth of, of hard training to actually hit that 56. I'm pretty sure it would take him about a year and a half, but he would be able to hit it no problem and still be able to hit it after that. He'd still be able to progress after that. Whereas me, you know, again, I'm struggling to even get past what I used to do just for fun. And you know, that's, again, that's just a personal example of understanding limitations because now I understand my limitations. Now I know that oh, this part of my body doesn't work the same anymore or this part of my body doesn't work the same anymore or I don't have the same passion or whatever, you know, mentally I'm not there anymore. Uh, doesn't mean I've given up. Doesn't mean I've stopped. It just means that maybe I've hit a certain plateau and I just need to work around it. You know, with that knee injury, I haven't been able to take my shots as fast. I haven't been able to, you know, you know, move my legs as fast. It just, just kind of hurts when I do it. But I am still able to understand that I can be fast in different ways. I can I can do my shots in different ways. I can take my shots or I can do my moves in different ways. And it's still effective and it's still fast. It's still explosive. And it doesn't hurt my knee anymore. And so I, that's what I mean by understanding limitations. It's not just, you know, figuring out when you need to rest and recover. But it's also understanding that when you take that time to rest and recover, you can understand that limitation better. You can feel it. You can You can see it. You know, like um, just recently, I dislocated my shoulder. Um, and Yeah, I know I get hurt a lot. But I dislocated my shoulder, um, I think, about two weeks ago. And I basically continued training without using my arm. And just to, just to see how it would feel, 
you know, it wasn't like a, a major dislocation or anything. It just kind of popped out and it popped right back in. But it was still one of those damaging factors. And no, I didn't roll as hard. No, I didn't train as hard. But I was still there. I was still there to do some technique or at least get some knowledge base in and just kind of get of a sweat going. But because of that, I was able to do different techniques um, that I've never really tried before or things that I wasn't really comfortable with doing that I kind of technically forced myself to do. And now I have a different mindset with it. I can see it in a different way and I can see my techniques move in a different way. So I'm basically using my limitation as a guiding factor. I'm basically using my limitation to actively recover. You know, my, my shoulder feels a lot better uh, just because I haven't worked it at all or as much. And, you know, I can come back stronger because, yeah, I didn't give it complete rest, but it was it was active enough. Um, and, you know, today... I feel it in my hip. I feel it in my uh, my shoulder a little bit. Not the shoulder, the other shoulder, ironically. But, um, you know, I'm basically going to take some time off. And I'm going to take some time to recover. And I'm going to work on my, my strategy. I'm going to work on my game. And, you know, one of the ways I do that, of course, is playing video games, strategy games. Um, StarCraft 2 for the win. But also, I actually play chess against myself. Because I feel like playing chess is a great way to work on your strategy for anything, um, especially things like jujitsu or, or martial arts, because it, it it not only gives you a factor of challenging someone else mentally, but playing against yourself. I know it sounds kind of lonely, but you're challenging yourself to beat yourself, right? And the ultimate goal is to beat yourself. The ultimate goal is to be better than yourself. You know, it's it's always to grow and always to constantly push and that's what I do when I have these days where I understand my limits or I, I feel like I should understand my limits. That's what I do when I have these days where, you know, my body hurts or my mind's just not there. I don't feel motivated. I just kind of sit down. I relax. And I say, hey, look, you have some time off. Play some chess. You know, you have some time off. Maybe read a read a book. Do something. Do something different. You know, let, let's say, you know, I, um, I'm just not feeling it that day. Maybe I'll go for a run. You know, let's say my ankle hurts, so I can't run. Uh, then I'll play some chess. You know, I'll play some StarCraft. I'll do something else. I will take that time off, and I will spend that time doing something. You know, I'm not just going to lay there or watch TV or anything. You know, I'm not going to drain my mind. I'm not going to take a nap. I'm going to do something that will help me. I'm going to do some sort of active recovery that will benefit me. And I guess that's really the takeaway here is limitations and understanding your limitations or at least trying to understand your limitations so you can break through those plateaus and yes i would consider that a plateau especially in terms of you know uh the mentality you know the motivation that's a huge plateau in terms of injury that's a huge plateau because you've reached a point where you just kind of stagnate you've reached a point where yes it may be a good point and it may be good to sit there for a while but you can't stay there because you're never going to progress higher you're never going to go further after that, you need to be able to see that, you know, that plateau is actually, it's it's a godsend because you can look back, you can see down that cliff or, or that, that mountain or whatever, you can see how far you've come, but then you have to be able to look up and see how far you have left to go or how far you want to go because yeah, that plateau may be cool. That plateau may have some, you know, some trees, some foliage, some, some things you can hang around with, you know, you can make a little cottage there, just hang out you know, grow some, grow some food or something, you know, just, just chill out, chill out there for the rest of your life. Or you can look up that mountain. You can see that pot of gold at the top or imagine that pot of gold at the top or whatever it is that you want to achieve. And you go after it. 
You know, you take some time on that plateau. Yes, you relax there, you recover. But then you look up at that mountain, you look up at the rest of the way, and you can see, yes, I have a lot further to go. But now, because I can see that whole thing, I can take some time off. And I can just look at what's my best strategy going forward. You know, I don't have to constantly push at that wall, push at that mountain to constantly climb it. I can take some time, you know, maybe even draw a map, draw a route, strategize. You know, I hope that analogy helps you guys understand what I'm trying to say here a little better. But again, major takeaway is understand your limitations or try to understand your limitations. Be okay relaxing on the plateaus, but push through those plateaus by fully committing to your limitations and allowing them to give you time to recover. Active recovery is going to be best for you because if you want to be the best at something, you have to train. But if you want to be the best at something, you have to not train too. You know, you have to do both. Number one is train. Number two is don't train. That's the two things that's going to help you become the best you that you can be. That's the thing that's going to help you become a world champion or the smartest in the room or achieve things, you know, career wise or whatever, whatever you're trying to do. That's rule number one and rule number two. And you have to follow those. Yeah. And this one was a bit of a long one. I really do try and keep them around 20 minutes, but maybe I'll start shooting for 30, especially with the good topics like these. But if you guys like this, you know, please subscribe, give some support. I try and post every, every Monday. You can catch me on uh, Apple podcasts, uh, Google podcasts, Stitcher radio. I think it's called TuneIn radio. Um, I'm trying to get it on Spotify but not really sure how strong that's going to be. Um, and of course, Podbean is, is a huge factor because that's where I can directly see my subscribers. But regardless, you know, if you guys are regular listeners, thank you for your continued su- support. Thank you for your continued subscription and viewing. You know, it's, it's awesome to see the numbers constantly go up. And if you guys have any feedback, you know, feel free to contact me. I don't know if you guys can put comments on the, the other branches that I've talked about, like, like, um, Apple Podcasts or whatever, but I know Podbean, you can put in uh, comments, and of course, you do need to make an account for that, so, I mean, it's up to you guys, Uh, it'd just be nice to hear from you, (laughs) but um, anyway, again, thank you guys for listening, have an amazing day, get out there, get hungry, and good luck.